podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub. And start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Hello and welcome to the Cop Table podcast, where tonight we are previewing the Liverpool versus Watford fixture, this Anfield 12:30 kickoff Saturday midday. So plenty of talk, uh, plenty of things to talk about this week on on the podcast, and uh, to to go through things with me tonight, we have uh, Jay Riley. You can get Jay on the Radio City Fan Friday talk show at the Cop HQ on Twitter and uh, regular with us on the Cop Table. So thanks again, Jay. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. It's been a, a great week for Liverpool, hasn't it, really? We're you know, flying high, top of the Premier League and managing to get through that tricky Champions League game against Salzburg and get through to the last 16. And then, of course, the fantastic news about Jürgen Klopp signing his new contract and a few other snippets that we're going to talk about tonight on the podcast, but, you know, it's all great at the moment for Liverpool. Yeah, plenty to get through, and we're, we're going to start off with our last Premier League fixture, the one that we, we previewed last week. Um, we went down to Bournemouth, and we, we come away with a 3-0 victory. It's pretty comfortable, and we could rotate a few few of the players, couldn't we? We could rest a few, but just give us your thoughts on the, the performance in that game, please, Jay. Yeah, well, going into the Bournemouth game, I think we expected, didn't we? It should have been quite comfortable for us because, you know, Liverpool tend to do well against Bournemouth and the type of team that plays football, so they allow us to play football as well. They're never going to do anything hardy, really, that's going to put pressure on you in the sense of, you know, be physical towards you. So it allows Liverpool, you know, the free reign, if you like, to perform to the levels that we know we're capable of because they try to go toe-to-toe with you, don't they? And, you know, Liverpool were in cruise control, really, and it was only a matter of time before the goal was coming. It did take over half an hour to come, but you could sense that it was coming all along, really. And you know, they, they suffered an injury below, didn't they, to Nathan Aki, really? And that was a disaster for them because he's by far and away their best defender. He's probably their best player, to tell you the truth. And he went off injured, and then Liverpool decapitulated, really, didn't he? And fantastic ball by Jordan Henderson. Um Great finish by Oxley Chamberlain to go 1-0 and then we were 2-0 soon after that. Mo Salah, fantastic 1-2 with, with Naby Keita. Great back heel into the path of Keita and, you know, a superb finish really by Naby and, you know, Liverpool were 2 up at half time. It's pretty much game over, wasn't it? And it was just how many Liverpool were going to score really in the second half and Mo Salah got on the score sheets and, you know, it was nice to go 3-0 up early on and you got the sense of is this going to be 5 or 6 but, the pool sort of took the foot off the gas a little bit, and I suppose, you know, it's understandable because we've got plenty of games coming up, haven't we? And there's no reason to overexert ourselves, really, because you know, the points were in the bag, weren't they, really? And 
what was great about the game was we were allowed to rest Sadio Mane with this, you know, massive game, massive fixture list coming up. So it was great that he got a rest. And you also look back to the Everton game when Mo Salah got arrested in that game. Jordan Henderson and Roberto Firmino were on the bench as well for a long period of time in that game also and gave the opportunity for the likes of Shaqiri and Origi and Lana to play. And much is the same again against Bournemouth. And Genie Wijnaldum and missed out in that game as well, didn't he? So, you know, it's all great because he shuffled the park and Liverpool got, you know, an easy three points really. And, you know, we put a, could have put the gloss on it a little bit more, a couple of efforts towards the end of the game, especially the last kick of the game, really. Jordan Henderson was very unfortunate, wasn't he? He could have made it 4-0, but you know, we can't be too greedy. 3-0, three points in the bag and, you know, Liverpool march on in the Premier League. Yeah, uh, on paper it looked like a tricky fixture, didn't it? Going down to, to Bournemouth, but we come away 3-0 flying colours, another three points and yeah, job done and we moved on to the next game, which was the, the Salzburg game on Tuesday evening when we, another, again, another tough game on paper going, going away to Austria with, with Salzburg flying in their league as well and putting up a good performance against Liverpool at Anfield. So it was obviously going to be a tough test, but Another one where we've we've done really well. So just give us your thoughts on the Salzburg fixture, please, Jay. Yeah, going into the game against Salzburg, I never really thought Liverpool would go out because, let's be honest, Napoli are the only team that have beaten Liverpool this season. And when they beat us, it was never really a defeat in my eyes because it was it was a scandalous decision VAR to give them a penalty. I mean, it should have it should have been overruled, shouldn't it? And I know we lost the game two 0 but that second goal doesn't happen if the penalty isn't given in the first place. You know, to make it one 0 since Napoli. So you know, that was that game was destined for a draw for me, and that's the only game Liverpool have lost this season. So I, I never really had any fears of us going out of the Champions League and losing the game in Salzburg because. For as good as they looked and for as good as they were going forwards, very poor defensively and very open. And I always thought Liverpool had scored goals against them. And, and I, I did say them on the game on Twitter, on social media, I said, you know, as long as Liverpool put in a professional performance, I fully expect Liverpool to score a couple of goals. And, and I did fancy us to win the game. I mean, a draw would have been enough to qualify, but as it turns out, we've won the group because we won the game. And that's that's perfect, really, because... You know, obviously in the next round of the Champions League, it's always beneficial if you win your group because you avoid quite a lot of the other bigger clubs. And, you know, of course in the next round you could play Real Madrid or Atletico Madrid or even Borussia Dortmund. But, you know, you'd like to think that, you know, the, the teams that we've avoided in terms of Barcelona, Paris Saint-Germain, Bayern Munich, Juventus, you know, they're a little bit better calibre, aren't they really? And you know, this Liverpool team's fearless anyway. It doesn't matter who we draw, but it's always good to win your group because it's not just about the opposition. It's the second leg in the last 16 is going to be at Anfield now, isn't it? Which we all know what a fortress Anfield is at the best of times, but certainly on a European night. So, you know, it was great to get the victory in Salzburg, but I think Liverpool Liverpool just had to weather the storm early on and Virgil van Dijk in particular had to be on his metal and Alisson as well made a double save but Liverpool had chances in the first half as well really and Mo Salah missed unbelievable amount of chances I think before he scored his absolute wonder goal he missed about four or five chances before that on another day he could have scored four or five couldn't he so you know Liverpool created a lot of chances and it was great that we scored two quick fire goals to put the, the game to bed really I mean Great work by my Sadio Mane and Naby Keita once again getting on the score sheet and 
know, this is the player that we all thought we signed from Leipzig a few seasons ago for £52 million. And I have to say, he's been a little bit disappointing so far in the 18 months he's been at Anfield. His, his career has been blighted with niggling injuries and you know, sickness and illness. And he hasn't really struggled to adapt, really, I think, to the physical nature of the Premier League in particular. But, you know, the, the signs are there. I think everyone knows there's a footballer there and a very good footballer as well. And if he can get a run of games together and avoid injury and get his head straight, then we've got a very, very good player on our hands and you know, can knit the team together very well. And, you know, he's played against two sides there who allowed us to play football and were quite open. Now, you know, there's still bigger, tougher tests to come for Naby Keita to test his resolve, really. But, you know, the positives are there that, you know, we know we've got a fantastic footballer on our hands and hopefully his, his time will come and he'll get momentum now from this and the confidence and, you know, he'll be an important player for Liverpool until the end of the season. But um, no, it was a fantastic result, fantastic performance, very professional, and we march on now into the last 16. Yeah, and we look forward to the draw in the Champions League, which I think takes place on, on Monday, I'm not too sure, um, but we'll we'll find out about that. So anyway, Jay, after the, the Salzburg game, it came out pretty much, I don't know, was it Wednesday morning, that Liverpool had agreed a deal to sign um, Takumi, um, Minamino from from Salzburg. He put in two really good performances against us. He, it was one of them where where you're watching the game and you're thinking to yourself, he, he's a player. I'd like Liverpool to sign him. He he, he looks good. He's a player, um, but it doesn't usually happen. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all the the local journalists, James Pearce, Dave Maddox, and Paul Joyce and what have you, all pretty much at the same time, put out that Liverpool had agreed a deal to sign Minamino from Salzburg for a fee of seven seven point two five million pounds, I think it is, which is which is a very good deal in in this in this day and age, isn't it, for a, for a player of his of his calibre, should I say? So, just give us your thoughts on the the signing of uh, Minamino and, and what this means for us going into the to the second part of the season very shrewd business by the club um, it's great to, to find out that he had the clause for such a low price um, you're probably looking at he's, he's around 30-40 million pound player without a shadow of a doubt very exciting footballer you know he can play left he can play right he is predominantly right sided though but he can also play you know as a number 10 or even a number 8 role so he can play right across the front really and you know, very attack minded, you know, good football brain, good on the ball, good passer, you know, very, very neat and tidy in, in you know, tight spaces, um, link plays good, scores a few goals and obviously gets a few assists as well and a, a very good footballer should fit in like a glove really in this Liverpool group of players and you know, we all know the way you, Jürgen Klopp is and the way he might, you know, the way we're very studious, aren't we, in terms of who we sign, very meticulous in how we do it. We don't just splash the cast for fun. It's always, you know, the, the Liverpool do a lot of scouting work on these players before we, you know, pull the trigger and, and, and make sure that our, our signings. And I just think, you know, it's a lot of time and effort's gone into this in the background that not too many people knew about. I mean, it did come out the blue and that's the way it should be, really. I mean, there's a few of us who do get little snippets of information, but I don't think anyone knew about this Minamino deal. I mean, it's obvious that he'd be, he's a player that, you know, he's a good footballer, so who wouldn't like him? Who wouldn't have watched him? It's That's obvious that he's been locked at him. We've played against him in two games there, and you know we've seen what he's capable of, and there was all the talk, wasn't he, that some of the players had said to Klopp, he's a player like Van Dijk and uh, Jordan Henderson, apparently, 
and in the background, Jürgen Klopp's been, you know, trying to sort a deal out for him. Well, Michael Edwards been sorting a deal out with, with Salzburg for him, and you know, seven point two five million in this day and age, it's absolutely peanuts, isn't it, for the player of, of his ability? And it's just a welcome addition to the squad, really, because. At times, people have questioned the squad depth, but, you know, as we've seen in previous games against Everton in the Mayside Derby, in the game against Bournemouth, you know, when called upon, you know, these players, the squad players have come in and done a job for Liverpool, and that's down testament to the team spirit and the bonding that there is amongst the group of players that Jürgen Klopp's, you know, created really, isn't it? And, you know, everyone's pulling in the right direction, pulling together, but you do feel sometimes that we could do with a few new faces and, you know, certainly Minamino is going to be a welcome, welcome addition to this squad and this group of players. And what I think is good about it as well. And, you know, a little bit of, you know, you've got to look at the fact that Manchester United were really keen on him. And I believe they thought they had, they were going to get a deal sorted for him. And they didn't even know they were negotiating with Salzburg and he had a clause in his contract. So it's great to get one over them as well, even though they're not the, the team or the club that they once were. They're still massive rivals of ours. So it's always great to get one over on Manchester United. So, you know, if the, if he would have ended up going to United, then of course we would have been a little bit of jealousy there because we all know that he's a very good footballer. So thankfully he's going to be a Liverpool player now and, you know, we'll sign him hopefully on the 1st of January and then he should make his debut. It's looking like it's probably going to be the FA Cup game and they start derby against Everton, which ironically two years ago Liverpool signed Virgil van Dijk and he made his debut against Everton in an FA Cup tie as well so it'd be great if he if Minamino can, can play in that game and also get the winning goal like Virgil did but you know obviously he's a fantastic footballer I mean you know there was the talk as well at the other top clubs in Germany and, and Italy as well were looking at Minamino and Liverpool have, have obviously stepped in there and got him because you know it makes sense doesn't it the financial aspect of it is absolute peanuts as I said before and it opens up the market side of things as well you know I think he's he's a star in Japan isn't he and I think he's played 22 times for his country and scored 11 goals and you know it's that's that's a good return, isn't it, for someone who's not your actual number nine? He's just a forward, he's just an attacking player. So, you know, it's a welcome boost for the squad, and you know, it's all looking rosy you now between now and the end of the season. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that the point you should make about the uh, the fact that Manchester United was also interested in, in uh, Minamino and they didn't have any clue about the about the situation with his co- contract clause, where Liverpool have now got a, a really good relationship with the. With the Red Bull um, brand, if you like it, and all the clubs that they're involved in, and and the the, the key members of their their group, if you like, um, Ralph Rangnick, and there's another guy, Christopher. I'm not too sure. He put out on the social media that he's he's made up to be um, negotiating with Liverpool with a club such a high caliber of of Liverpool and interested in his players. It's it's really good for them and and their brand. But would you say Manchester United being interested um, being interested in him? Previously, there's been a lot of players who, who Liverpool and Manchester United have been going for at the same time, isn't it? I remember Mikel Silvestre was one where he, he had the choice and he chose to go to Manchester United. I think um, Ronaldo was another one who, who sort of was, was in between both clubs, but obviously United put the money in. But there's been other occurrences, hasn't it? And it's always been the case that the players gone to Manchester United. But now things have turned around, haven't they? And just to tie into the, to the Jürgen Klopp contract, is this... Is this um, something that's come of 
Jürgen Klopp and his his influence in this Liverpool side? Is this why uh, all these players now are wanting to join Liverpool and not want to go anywhere else? Is it, is it just is it down to Jürgen Klopp and what he's actually done to this club, Jay? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, who wouldn't want to play for Liverpool now with the European champions? We're flying high top of the Premier League and it's obvious that there's the massive team spirit amongst the group of players that we've got and Jürgen Klopp seems the type of fella that you would run through brick walls for. I mean, he's so charismatic, isn't he? And everyone seems to love him. And, you know, as fans, we all appreciate the efforts that he's done since he's come to the football club and he turns us all from, you know, obviously doubters into believers and, we ended up winning the European Cup and now, in my opinion, uh, I think we'll, we'll win the Premier League this year and there's no reason why we can't win the European Cup yet again come May time. So, you know, who wouldn't want to play for this Liverpool team? It's, you know, it's not just this deal with Minamino. There's other, there's other deals as well. I mean, Virgil van Dijk, there was all talk that Chelsea and Manchester City were, were interested in signing him and, you know, Liverpool basically had to apologise to Southampton over it, but we knew in the January time, if Klopp really wants a player, then he'll get his man, and that's exactly what happened, and we had to pay a little bit over the odds, pay a premium on him, but, you know, £75 million has proved to be an absolute bargain now. Um, there was other one as well, with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, where Chelsea really wanted Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, and Liverpool basically were in for him as well, and, you know, Liverpool ended up signing him over Chelsea, so it's not just Liverpool over Manchester United, it's over other clubs as well, like some Man- Manchester City, the likes of Chelsea, other superpower clubs yeah. who've got a lot of money and probably more money than Liverpool. Let's get real about it. They've spent more money than Liverpool over a period of time. So, you know, it's all about wage structure as well. Like Liverpool, I think personally, it's, it's quite remarkable really that Liverpool have assembled this unbelievable squad of players. And let's, let's be honest, I mean, the likes of Chelsea and the likes of Man City and Manchester United all pay massive wages and a lot higher wages than what Liverpool do. So, you know, it, it's fantastic stuff. And, you know, Jürgen Klopp, he, he is the main man. He's the one, the reason why Liverpool are signing these players because he's created this unbelievable sort of spirit amongst the whole group of players that we've got, not just that, the whole club in general. And it's the wider, the wider, you know, gender of it all. You know, everyone seems to want to play for Liverpool. So, if Jürgen Klopp wants you, he's a hard man to say no to. Yeah, and the news came out today, didn't it, Jay, that he's now signed a new contract till 2024, which gives him an extension of, of two years. So, was you surprised at this news? Did you see him ending with his, at Liverpool, his current deal in, in 2022? Was, was this something that came as a, a surprise? I see you this morning or this afternoon when it came out. To be honest, he spent seven years, didn't he, at Dortmund and he left them and, you know, you just think that he's a man of his word. So when he didn't really look like he was going to sign a new contract, you just thought, well, let's just enjoy the next couple of seasons with him and see what we can achieve and what we can win and just enjoy the ride while he's here, while he's here and what will be will be and, I don't think many people knew that this deal was going to happen. I mean, it did come out the blue. It was a little bit like the Minamino deal where, you know, we didn't really expect it. Certainly didn't know about the clause for such a cheap amount of money. And with Klopp, I think people just thought, you know, let's see what happens. There's plenty of time. There's no need to panic. If he goes, he goes. Just enjoy the ride. And, you know, ultimately we've had a nice little Christmas present, haven't we? You know, a week before Christmas, it's fantastic news. We're going to have him for an extra couple of seasons and who knows, he might extend beyond that and it's quite clear to see that he loves Liverpool Football Club and he loves being here and 
you said, you know, it feels like home to him and it's fantastic. You know, when Liverpool, when you're winning things, it's great, isn't it? And Liverpool have had hard times under Klopp as well. And, you know, it hasn't really mattered because you'd always believed, we've always believed in him, haven't we? And we've always known there's something special about him. And he's believed in this club as well. And he believes in us fans as well. So he knows, doesn't he, that this is a special, special football club and the bond that we've got with him and that what he's got with us is, is quite incredible, really. And he just wants it to carry on. And I just think, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's special for us. And I think he realizes that this is a golden generation. And us as fans have to realise that as well because, you know, we've won a European Cup, we should win a Premier League title this season. And I just think, you know, another four seasons of Jürgen Klopp, I mean, if we could win whatever, you name it, we can win it. I mean, we've won a Super Cup this season, we could also win the World Club Cup next week. Hopefully we will do. And, you know, it's obviously a golden era for Liverpool at this moment in time. So why would Jürgen Klopp want to leave? The only thing I will say is he puts a lot of, you know, effort into it doesn't he it's very intense everything that he does he's very passionate so sometimes you can just become worn out with it all shall we say but you know he seems up he seems happy and happy enough to sign an extension and you know it's music to all of our ears 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more oh that's a cheer we used to do in softball uh what it's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Yeah, fantastic news that Jürgen's going to be with us for them extra couple of years and Who's to say he might not to stay longer than that, take him in over over a decade, like you say. So, yeah, very good news for everyone regarding his, his contract, fans, players, everyone at the club. Massive news and and really good just before Christmas and just before the game against Watford. So, on the back of that then, Jay, we had another um, new contract deal announced uh, later on today, which was James Milner. And there was talk of him ending his contract and maybe going to Leeds at the end of the deal with his boyhood club, going back to Yorkshire. But he signed, um, I think it's a two-year deal, to correct me if I'm wrong. So what, was you this another deal that surprised you, or was it something that you was expecting to happen with James Milner? I thought, to be honest, Milner would get a one-year extension. Um, he's a valuable member of the squad, obviously, because he can cover a multitude of positions. He can play right-back, he can play left-back. And obviously he can play in centre midfield, which is his preferred position. Um, so he's worth his weight in gold and the experience that he brings to the squad and his group of players, it's, it's second to none really. But I am a little bit surprised that it's a two year deal, pure and simply because his boyhood club's leads, he started off there as a 16 year old and by the, by the signs of it this season, it does really look like, um, leads are going to be promoted this season. The flying eye, I think they're 11 points clear with West Brom at the top so you know them two teams are, are running away with the championship this season so it does look like them two are probably going to be promoted unless they, they have a catastrophe like between now and the end of the season which could happen but I can't see it I think them two teams are going to come up and that means Leeds will be in the Premier League next season and I think that's the vibe everyone thought really wasn't it that you know once Leeds get promoted James Milner's you know getting on a little bit now I think he's 33 34 years of age so People are looking at it thinking, well, you know, he'll end his career at Leeds, his boyhood club, and it's a bit of a fairy tale for him. But 
no, he signed a two-year extension and I'm, I'm pleased with it. I mean, some people might be on the fence about it a little bit, but I don't know why because he never, ever lets us down. And like I say, he's very versatile and he can cover a number of positions and, you know, he can fill in at right back, he can fill in at left back and, you know, he, he does a very good job for us. So, you know, no, you know, it's fantastic news as well for me. I think it just tops it all off really, an experienced pro. He's obviously infectious as well as character. He's great in the dressing room. So, you know, you need that in your team. I mean, Liverpool do seem to have a good group of, good group of lads there, but, you know, Milner certainly is one of the jokers in the pack. And, you know, it's, it's all about the team bonding as well as your ability on the pitch and your attitude and your personality and your, your charisma. And he's certainly got it in abundance. So I just think it's a, yet another, you know, fantastic deal for the club, really. And, you know, it's, it's just great news. Yeah, so lots of uh, positives going into the to the Watford fixture now, Jay. So just give us your thoughts on a on a potential lineup. With obviously, there's been a lot of uh, rotation lately, um, due to the the fact that the amount of games that we're going to be playing between now and and we get a little break after the Everton. I think it is in, in January. So lots of games to to still be played in this month. So given that in mind, how do you see uh, Klopp lining up? Tomorrow, I know we spoke a little bit earlier, you said about Trent's um, potential ban if he picks up another yellow card. Do you see that having a, an influence on the team as well? So, just give us your thoughts on the, the lineup for tomorrow, please, Jay. Well, yeah, as ever, it's always difficult, isn't it, to choose the team because we have got a pool of probably 16 to 20 players to choose from. But Liverpool have got a few injury issues, so... I just think sometimes when you've got a few injuries, your hand's forced a little bit. And I've seen people saying on social media, I think we'll rotate all the front three and we'll we'll go weak. Watford, look at the table, Watford, the bottom of the league and all that. And I'm, not, I'm not buying that, mate. I think we should go strong. And the reason why I say it is not only have we got injuries, it's not just that. It's Don't forget, this is our last Premier League game now before we go to the World Club Cup. And we miss a set of we miss a set of fixtures, and then we don't play again for twelve days until we face Leicester, who are currently second in the table on Boxing Day away from home, which is a massive game and acid test for our you know title credentials. Really, I mean, if Liverpool go to, go to Leicester and, and, and win, you'd have to say it's, you can't say the league's wrapped up by them, but it'd be an absolute disaster if we didn't win the league from there. So that's a huge game, but we miss a game in between because of this World Club Cup. So for me, because we start with the early game after 12 kickoff at Anfield, which is never great to be the early kickoff. And, you know, it's, it's one of them, isn't it? You know, you've got the opportunity to stretch your lead, but then it's also potential for the slip up early in the morning when the atmosphere might not be as good at Anfield as it is, say, three o'clock game or a four, four, four thirty game on a Sunday or an evening game. So, you know, the way I look at it is let's pick our strongest team. And get the three points in the bag, and if Liverpool are cruising with like say twenty minutes to go, then make the necessary changes and rest players. I mean, I've heard people saying Mane should should miss out. Why should Mane miss out in this game? He, he was rested for Bournemouth last week. Yeah, we had a, we had a tough game in midweek in Salzburg, but was it really a tough game? I mean, Liverpool were, played some really good football, and, and in an attacking sense, enjoyed themselves. It wasn't. That intense for me, not in, you know, it wasn't a physical game, was it? Liverpool really were brilliant going forward, created a lot of chances. So was it really that much of a tense game? Maybe the first 20 minutes it was, but after that, not for me. So there's no excuses in my opinion. I think Sadio Mane should definitely start. 
you could also say, why should Salah or Firmino miss out? Because, you know, Salah didn't play against Everton, which was, wasn't that long ago. Only, what, 10 days ago? Not even 10 days ago. So he's already had his rest. The same can be said for Firmino. He came on for, what, 15 minutes in the derby game? So he, he's had a rest. Um, Jordan Henderson, he, he had a rest in the derby game, come on for 20 minutes. You know, Jeannie Wijnaldum had a rest against Bournemouth. He didn't play in, he featured in that game last Saturday. So to me, I just think it's nonsensical really to, to say let's rotate the whole team and oh, just because we beat Everton in the derby game and we beat Bournemouth by rotating so many players. There's absolutely no need to do because we've already rotated players. Um, and this is a massively important game and, and just because you look at the league table and see Liverpool at the top and Watford at the bottom, don't forget they've just changed their manager. So, you know, sometimes you have that little bounce, don't you? The bounce factor with a new manager coming into the club and, you know, from experience, the way Nigel Pearson is, the way he manages teams and the way he is as a person, he'll command that, you know, that his team's well drilled and organised and he's a bit of a disciplinarian. So I'm certainly not taking this game for granted against Watford and I, I do think they're in a little bit of a false position as well, to be honest. I think they've got some good players, some dangerous players. Delefeu always impresses me when I see him. And this is the thing, you know, we were saying there about Trent being on. He's, he's on four yellow cards, and if he picks one up there at the weekend, he'll, make, he'll be out the Leicester game on Boxing Day. So with that in mind, I do think there's a, there's a big chance that Trent could miss out, and you know, James Milner could go right back, really, in, in, in his place, and... It just depends really on what side Delafeu plays because he could give Milner a solid afternoon, really, couldn't he? Because he's tricky, he's quick, he's got an eye for goal. I think he's a very good player, to be fair to him. So he's a dangerous player. They've also got Troidini back. So people talking about resting Virgil van Dijk, I mean, we simply can't because Lovren's out injured now, Matip's still injured, and Fabinho, who can cover there, is also injured. So there's no. There's no two ways about it. Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez are going to have to be the centre-half pair. And so, you know, Troy Deeney is not the best footballer in the world. But what he is, he's a bit of a battering ram and he keeps defenders honest. So that's why you need van Dijk up against him in this particular game. Um, in midfield as well, I think they've got decent players. You know, Decore, they've got uh, Kapue. Uh, Will Hughes is not a bad footballer either. So they've got good players and... I do think they're in a bit of a false position and it's quite easy for me to sit here and tell you and, and obviously people on social media to say Liverpool will win 4 or 5 nil. Hopefully we will do because we did last season but I just think people should not take it for granted just because of their league position. They've got a new manager and I just think it'll be a lot tighter than what people think and personally I would not be a fan of Klopp going um, making so many changes and rotating a lot because there's no real need to as I've just pointed out there Quite a few of them players have already had a rest, so there's no real reason to do it. Um, you know, whatever team Klopp decides to go with, he's an absolute genius, as we know from the, the game against Everton when he made six, seven changes, and it didn't matter. We put five past Everton. Listen, he, he is a genius, and we're not going to second guess him. But for me, my personal view on it is, I think we should go strong and make sure we we get the three points sorted first, and then make the necessary changes because, you know. If when you analyse it right, next week we've got Aston Villa in the Caribou Cup. Now it's quite clear to see it's going to be a weakened team. The very next day we play the semi-final of the World Club Cup against either a Mexican team or a Qatar team. Now you'd like to think that we'd have a little bit too much for either of them two sides. And that could very well be a game where you, you can rotate a little bit and maybe bring Shakiri into the side and 
you know, maybe Origi could start that game or maybe Origi will start against Watford, I'm not sure, but what I'm saying is that's the type of game for me where you could make a few changes because we still should have enough as long as you, you've got the players that they are placed on the bench to come on, you know, after like say an hour or something, you know, to make to change the game if we're struggling a little bit. I think that's the game really where you would say let's rotate a little bit because let's not get let's not forget the Premier League's our bread and butter. And, you know, it's important for Liverpool to get another three points. And, of course, we should get it whatever personnel we select. But let's not take any risks here. Let's get the job done first. Put it to bed then for 12 days and concentrate on winning the World Club Cup. Um, so, you know, like I say, it's always difficult to guess what type of team he's going to choose. I mean, I think Oxlade-Chamberlain should start and Genie Wijnaldum should start as well because he did miss the Bournemouth game. So I think there's a couple of players that you'd say are an absolute givens to start the game. But... You know, as long as we get the three points, that's all that truly matters. Yeah, like you say, um, even though off the bottom of the league, they're still still a Premier League team, still got lots of dangerous players, and you can hear us. So yeah, like we don't take anyone for granted, um, do we? In this day and age, so it's it's going to be another tough fixture and one that we're going to have to be ready to um, to address tomorrow um, midday. So just looking forward to that game, Jay. Can you give us uh, a score prediction and uh, your reasons for for that, please? Well, 12.30 kickoffs are never ideal, really, because it, everything just seems a little bit flat. I mean, I go back to earlier on in the season, we played the home game against uh, Newcastle, and we actually went a goal behind in that game, and it was 2-1. We got back to 2-1 in front by half-time, and in the second half, the game just dragged on and on and on, and we just couldn't get a third, couldn't get a third, and then we left it really late to wrap the game up, and we ended up winning it 3-1 in the end, and they're not the best of games. They're always a bit tricky, I find. And I think we played Sheffield United as well in maybe this, maybe it was September, October time, and it was a poor game. It was way from home, bit of a bit of a tricky pitch. But you know, we we scored a goal very fortuitously through Genie Wijnaldum and won one nil. Went through the keeper's legs and the goalkeeper howler really wasn't it. So twelve thirty kickoffs are never ideal in my opinion. So. I, <laughs> I mean, listen, it'd be great if we can win four or five nil, and we may well do because we are capable of doing it. But I just think, get the impression it's going to be a lot tighter than that. And as I said before, they've got a new manager now, so sometimes you get a little bit of a bounce, don't you, with the new manager? And he is a disciplinarian, so it just depends how they've adapted to the last week to his methods. Because you know, some some teams and some groups of players do adapt quickly, and others struggle, don't they? And you know, let's see what happens, but. It's all about the three points, isn't it? Let's be honest. And that's why I wouldn't be taking many risks. I think, you know, to, to choose like a, a bit, bit of a makeshift team as we did against Everton in particular. We also made a few changes, didn't we, against Bournemouth as well. But, you know, to make the changes that we did for the Everton game, I wouldn't be a massive fan of it. But, like I say, it's all, it's all about Jürgen Klopp. He, he sees them day in, day out at Melwood and he knows better than me, you, anyone else. So, Whatever he chooses to go with, then so be it, because it's very rare that he gets something wrong, isn't it? But I would like to see him go strong because, you know, I don't think we can take these, these for granted really that we'll get these three points just by turning up with, you know, making five or six changes. I would go strong, but I, I will go for, I, I'll be cautious to be honest because, you know, it's easy to say we'll give them a hard, but, you know, as long as we get the three points, that's all that truly matters. So I'll go for a 2-0 Liverpool win. 2-0 Liverpool victory for, for Jay. In his score predictions this week. Yeah, my own thoughts on a score prediction. 
like Jay says, I think yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough game. But I just think with with Leicester being uh, sorry, Watford being short of uh, confidence, new manager coming in, getting to know each other, stuff like that. He's not had much time to get his his thoughts across, his ideas, and all all that's related in in that sort of thing when he's setting his setting his team up. So I think they'll be very very defensive. Obviously, five men behind the ball, four in midfield, and probably just play with the with the one man up. Top, so I think it's going to be a game that that Liverpool will dominate <clears throat> from start to finish. Really, uh, it's about going to be about us breaking them down, which which I think we will do. Um, we might have to come out a little bit if we get a couple of early goals. So I'm going to go with a three nil victory for Liverpool in this game, same as last week. The Bournemouth um, fixture, I just think with Mane and and Salah now coming back into form. I know Bobby's not hitting heights as he has done previously. I just think them two. Uh, are going to have too much uh, skill and power, pace, everything like that for for this this Watford side on uh, Saturday midday. So three 0 victory for Liverpool is my score prediction. Okay, um, just before we do the the thank yous, I'm going to introduce the the artist who's been in touch with us this week on, on Twitter. This um, guy is based out in New York. Goes by the name of Young Legend. Um, you can get him on SoundCloud, and we'll put his link up on the the Cop Tables Twitter page. And the song that I'm going to play for you tonight is called Faith. Shine on a come up. Cash it, cause all I know is ball. 
Ain't no slacking, no, I don't play at all. I pull up something, don't care what they think at all. I cannot see y'all. I stay capping and I don't care at all. Never give up, I'm a soldier. Just know I cannot go, no, no, yeah, I gotta keep a toaster. So that track was by US-based rap artist, Young Legend. You can get him on uh, SoundCloud and, and Twitter. Like we just said, we'll put his link up on the on the page. So thanks to him and uh, good luck with the, the music out in, uh, in the US. So thanks very much, as usual, to our... Uh, at Liverpool online Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages who put our podcasts out on their on their platforms. Thanks to the to the day trippers for their putting us out on their feed as well and also involved with Shed Media now so if everybody can start following them our our podcasts are gonna be going out on both the, the day trippers pages and the the shed media pages. So keep up to date with us all of the podcasts on there as well, all, all different genres and all, all different ideas that they, they've got going on over there. So plenty to to have a look at. Also, don't forget to keep up to date with the No More Knives campaign uh, run by Paul Bentley. I spoke to Paul this week and he's he's doing doing lots of things over the Christmas period. He's he's looking for donations for for the, to do a raffle and he's, he's going to be going out himself Christmas Day to to provide um, the people who, who don't have much and children who haven't got many um, things for Christmas. He's going to be going out there and providing for, for people like that. So it's it's a great cause what he's doing over there. And don't forget to keep up with the, the No More Knives campaign with, with Paul and the, the lads over there. So thanks again, Jay, for the uh, Liverpool versus Watford preview. Cheers for that. Yeah, pleasure, Peter. Look forward to the game. Hopefully another three points in the Mighty Reds march on. Yes, fingers crossed that we uh, we do that indeed tomorrow. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will be back. I'm not too sure what day it's going to be. Possibly uh, Sunday or Monday, we're going to have a World Club Cup preview with Paul Joyce from the Times. He's going to be joining myself and Jeff to preview the World Club Cup so we're going to be really uh, interesting podcast that one plenty to to listen to from, from Paul Joyce so thanks very much everybody for listening and uh, we'll be back with you next week see you all soon, goodbye Better sleep means a better you. That's why Mattress Firm stands behind the rest assured promise. Featuring the best mattresses from America's top rated brands like the Temper Breeze Collection. And save up to $500 on premium adjustable mattress sets. Plus, get a $300 instant gift with your purchase good towards sleep accessories. Shop Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster and more with our sleep experts today to get your best sleep only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. Visit mattressfirm.com for complete details. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what?
It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, "Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.